2: Hello, everyone. It's your favourite podcast host, here, Joe Redman. Just letting you know that the Talksport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants 18. plus. Rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: Look back for
1: Arfield. What a burling. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end.
2: Burnley win the next ball. It's Sorori now. Gone the outside, Sorori.
3: Quickly finds Benson
1: in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell, saved by the keeper!
0: Yes!
1: Yes! Burnley won yes! it to the end! That is magnificent! They deserve that!
0: Money <laughs> by Phil Fontana, off for a hat trick! He's got it! Hat trick for Nathan Teller! Oh, he's on fire!
2: And he go on the outside? Comes inside.
1: Having a shot! And a goal! Manuel Benson once more!
3: That is top class. Burnley have done it! Fantastic! Clarence deserve the championship title! They've been the best
1: side throughout the campaign! Burnley have won the second tier! What a
3: fantastic achievement! The players have been Magnificent!
2: Yes, hello everyone welcome back to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast full-time show where we are discussing yesterday's humbling against Tottenham Hotspur where Burnley, where for want of a better phrase, dicked at Turfmoor by admittedly a good Tottenham side, but um, a lot of work to do for Burnley, especially at the back. As you can see, we've got a full house. This is despite Nathan being on call. This is despite Neil being a brand new parent and clearly should be doing bedtime around this time. And this is despite Sam going on the lads weekend away this weekend. But we all managed to come back. And despite me sitting in urgent care all morning, not to do nothing to do with me. Um, but that's why we had to move it back this morning as well. But lads, thank you for coming on. Nathan, how are you doing, mate? I'm very
4: well. Just good group of committed lads. Ready to talk crap about Burnley. Bring it on.
2: Yeah, ready to cry, I think, is uh, is what it's going to be like. Neil, there might be some crying in your house at bedtime, but it's probably only going to be from you. How are you doing, mate?
3: Yeah, I'm good, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it will be from me, yeah. yeah it's uh, yeah. one of them weekends, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and Sam, he's been on a, a lads weekend with the lads, a sore head, but the sore head came from watching Burnley on Saturday. How are you doing, mate? I'm not bad,
1: mate. I'm not bad. Uh, yeah, a few too many drinks, but drowning my sorrows more than anything.
2: Yeah, fair enough. I enjoyed them intros, uh, Nathan. I apologise that you only got "Hi, mate. How are you doing?" and then I had something lined
4: awesome. up for the other two. You well wrote them too, but you know beforehand, don't you? It sounded
3: right. Like I was thinking that's very scripted. That's yeah, very scripted. It's because I've, <laughs> it I've, I've, I've been
2: doing streams all day, so I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. I'm, in the zone. I'm in the It was just the seam- It
3: was the seamless link of. they will be crying, but it'll be. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> so it threw me off. We're going off the world. What we're doing, if you're going to yeah. do that just let us know then
2: I don't I, I've got something back because <laughs> I won't tell you then, I, don't, I don't want I don't want something back uh, get your comments coming I'll ask the lads what their thought on the game in just a hmm. second but let me know what you thought on that game if you want to do so if you can do it without typing out good afternoon evening actually it's what time are we on Half eight, it's evening, talking shit. Uh, Chris P, good evening. He says, I'm hoping after this defeat that we'll have the Sheffield United effect and change our season around. We can't keep saying we're losing because of the quality of the opposition. I mean, yeah, we're not just losing because of the quality of the opposition, but perspective is needed when we we do have to look at the teams that we have played. But again, we'll we'll get into that in in a bit deeper in a bit. Uh, The True Red, who is a Forest fan. Congratulations, mate, on your win at Stamford Bridge yesterday, although it does fuck us a little bit. Um, Tough start, lads, but that's the nature of the Premier League. Once the squad gets used to each other, the how company wants them to play the results will start to show i do agree with that to be honest but again we'll get into it john says could be a blessing in disguise like having an ice bath by the time we get used to the level of the league we will get the easier games and we battle hard and by then yes but obviously the the, the flip side of that john is that we could be out of sight by then and um, by the time we come coming to the easier run of games not that there's any easier games in the Prem, but the easier games because there are easier games and man city villa and tottenham um we could be 67 points adrift of of some teams. Uh, but thankfully, there's a lot of dross in the league. Uh, Tucker says, Despite feeling a little anxious, I'm going to try and form an opinion after 10 games or so. We've played three tough, tough games. I agree, mate. Jamie says hello lads hello Jamie hope oh, you're well mate despite yesterday uh, Claret one says evening guys never thought I'd be so glad for the international break mm-hmm. yeah I agree it's just a shame that we're bottom in it it's every time you look at the league table not yeah. that I really do after three games but you've just got to yeah bottom well done to you all for turning up after that result yep yeah, now that I've got other people on board you know like the lads when I first started doing it and we were a bit shit I was like I'm not gonna do one this week I can't really <laughs> get away with it now uh Chris P again says we have to go for Forest after the Internationals and get something ideally a win. Yep. Uh, Jamie says not very not very good being honest, got to go again. Yep. Um, and um whatever that name is says that Forest game is massive. It is, but Forest showed their quality yesterday with a win at Stamford Bridge. Now, lads, uh Neil, you just missed it. Um uh, but Nathan and Sam. Um, you managed to watch uh, come into the the, the 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 green room whatever it is early on, and we just watched the goals back didn't we? Nathan, I'll start with you first. What were your thoughts on um, on yesterday's um, humbling against Tottenham?
4: It was like the it was like the worst roller coaster you could go on. It had an amazing like all the excitement came right at the beginning, and then it was just a long slow downhill for the next ninety some minutes and. Like the first ten minutes, we were class. We were just on it. Like it looked like it just clicked into place, and I really thought, "Yeah, this is it. This is the company way. this is what we're doing. This is how it's going to look." And we just fell apart completely. I, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there early on in it because it really knocked me off. Why we played Jordan Bayer because he was just not fit enough to play the game, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not blaming the loss on him. I'm not saying that, but. He didn't have his confidence in his own ability on on Saturday, so he couldn't pull people and boss people around and take the game like by the scruff of it like he usually does. Like I understand, we've got to put him in, and we probably gambled because we had an international break, but he yeah. shouldn't have played that game. He, we he were carrying him; we were a bit of a passenger. But on the whole, I thought the game was just it's just a disaster from anything. And, and I know we've got to caveat all this. We've played the I think we played three of the best teams we've seen this season. Really, done, I think we played enough. three of the top six. Yeah. The teams will be in the top six at the end yeah comfortably they they're three of the better teams i've seen so far and i've you know watched most most of the games most of the highlights anyway and i've not seen a better looking three teams or maybe other than you could probably throw brighton in that mix to be honest mm. but we've got to caveat all this with that that they are pretty good teams but like you said in your fan reaction is like it was a naive like a level of naiveness that i've not seen for a long while like we've sat through some shite in the past but We were always pretty solid at the back, you know what I mean? We very rarely got tonked like that, like very rarely. And yet here we are sitting on a hat full of goals and not many scored. And anyway, yeah, it was just a bit of a disaster from probably seven minutes onwards, not minute one, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, just, just quickly break away before I get Sam and Neil's opinion on, on on the game as well. JT Conlon has the most ridiculous comment I've seen for a long Dolly. time. Says, Alan Pace is the problem. Just going to leave it at that. And then he follows it follows up with the out of touch. Don't leave it at that, mate. If you're going to put a stupid opinion in there, follow it up with a stupid reasoning. Why was Alan Pace the problem yesterday? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Sam, your thoughts on the game, though, uh, from yesterday?
1: Oh, what a start. I mean, you know. Good good goal. You know, good goal from us. Mm. Uh Luca looks brilliant, you know. Obviously Lyle scoring again is another is another positive, but the other than individual performances, anybody that pulls positives from that, you honestly you need to wake up and realise the situation. We're not in a mid-table finish. This just shows the situation that we're in. We're not gonna I know it's three games in, but And we've played tough teams, but the style of play that we are playing with at the moment is nothing like last season. We look disjointed. We look like the attackers play at one end of the pitch and the defenders play on another. And midfield, when they've got the ball, they run off like an NFL. Midfield, just run off and just stand on the sideline and just wait. Like The midfield was non-existent yesterday. Um, They're a good team. They've got good players. But... Every single goal came from our own mistake. None of them were goals where you looked at it and thought, "Wow, what an unbelievable, well, unbelievably well worked goal!" Like Mm. the first goal, ball over the top, ball watching, you know, two passes. Like you know, the the second goal, not closing down quick enough. It's a brilliant finish. Again, you can't take away from things like that. But yeah, just so poor and just so not what we expected to be going into this situation with. We expected to be. You know, coming into the Premier League and establishing this style of play is the reason why Burnley are going to be fine this season. Mm. Results aside, performances in those three games have not, other than a decent first half, City have just not been good enough. Like nothing to get the fans off the seat and nothing to, you know, really pluck away and say we're going to go into that Forest game that everyone's saying is a big game at the current stage of the season where you think, yeah, we can we can really go at them here. Because yeah. there's do, just not enough positives to put. I do.
4: Or... I do wonder if we actually, looking back on last season, were we actually a bit, you know, did we have them moments last year but didn't get punished for it? You know, I'm thinking a hundred percent. You know, we we actually got probably blindsided by how, you know, how we beat a lot of teams. But I do think mm-hmm. if we'd have played like, you know, like we probably are playing the same style of football, but yeah, we have just been absolutely crippled by it and punished instantly. You know, you've got quality Family human players. son. You can't give him a sniff yeah, at all. exactly. You know mm. James Madison, as much of an annoying prick he is, he's a very, very talented footballer. Like, and yeah, I'm just wondering if we we have been playing like this for quite a while and not realised it until this season that you know there, there is a bit of we you know we have got a soft underbelly. You and, do, you, um...
1: you will get punished more in the Premier League with the style of play yeah, of that course, we play. Yeah. The, the angle that I don't want us to go down is like uh, I, I go back to it all the time. But when Norwich came up a few years ago, like yeah. they were an attacking outfit with a good manager. And they wanted to play on the front foot, high press, win the ball back, mm. and they went down by March. Like, yeah. and and I don't want it to be like that. I don't want to be going into games and playing this style of play and not having that grit and grind to just say, look at who we're playing. Like, and and it sounds really stupid because the last season with how well yeah. we were playing, but to go into a game against Spurs and almost feel like we're trying to go. You know, like toe to tour with them and how they play when they have players that are worth 50, 60, 70 million pounds. Like, mm. it's just not going to happen. So, when you're playing out from the back with that and you've got Son and Madison, they're going to punish you if you mess up. Like, it's yeah. just it is what it is.
2: Yeah, I think you both make a good point there. I think we got away with it last season because we're playing against, you know, some very poor players. Um, As this season, we're going to get found out a bit more. But, Neil, obviously, are your thoughts on the
3: game yesterday? Yeah, I think what Nathan just said there is what I was going to start with. Is that this this mirrors the exact thing that, of how we started last season. It's just at that, that level of, of player that we're playing against, especially playing those three teams so far. Mm. We, we are going to get punished. We, we all knew we were going to get some beatings, and we all knew that we'd hand some out. But I'm not as yeah. confident on the handing out bit at the minute. The most disappointing for me, thing for me, isn't the results now. It, it's it's the performances. We look mm. like, especially for a team that was so well drilled. We look like a team that has never played together at the minute. And it's these yeah, individual that, mistakes that well, they we, we haven't, to be fair, yeah, like yeah, that, that back four was an absolute mishmash. Yeah, really, to be But the thing that's that's baffling to me is that Vinny's had them in since June. So why are so many of them looking so unfit? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I forgot
2: about that. I forgot about us yeah. coming he's back had,
3: so early as well. It's had it's had them back since it's had them back since June, and, and there's so many look unfit and and like they like they haven't played together for me. Um I've been reluctant to criticize, but Vinny's not immune to it. I, I think I said it in my um reaction yesterday because I recorded a, a few because I was trying not to swear yeah. and some. <laughs> I think he it's on him, it's on him yesterday because I think he got it completely yeah. wrong. Um and I and I think he's getting it wrong. And he'll learn from it because he does. because yeah. yeah, he does. But but I think this this policy we've got of buying young players, selling them and and starting again, we need to keep that spinning because these young lads yeah they're being thrown to the wolves at the minute. And yes. it's it's a proper baptism of fire to put players like Trafford, who's been playing League One football, um, or Shea, who's been at West Brom. Mm. And all of a sudden, they're playing Haaland, they're playing Ollie Watkins, they're playing against Song, yeah. with no experience on that pitch to help them and guide them through it. So for me, he's, Vinny's got to look at what he's done so far and put Murich back in, Brownhill back in, JBG back in. Um, and... and just go back to basics. These individual mistakes need to go because mm-hmm. the more these young players start making these mistakes, their heads will drop, um, confidence will go and we've, we've, that, that's where it is for me. So it's the it's the performances really that are the, are the most disappointing thing for me. Because yeah. last year when we played City in the <clears throat> Cup, we went toe-to-toe with them. We did all right. I know we got absolutely spanked, but you could see our style of play, you could see that we looked good and we thought we'll give them a game. Yeah, it's completely different this season. We just don't look like like that. So it's it's the yeah. it's the performances we don't look like. Yeah, we are going to get there at the minute. Yeah, it's like it's like it's
4: rectify the the results. Obviously, not to the extent that we it were this bad at the beginning of last season, but the performances were just as bad at the beginning of last season. Like there was no yeah, they were, and like we are just being found out. Like luckily, we had a team that was easily top three in the championship at that time. So when we were you know playing crap against blackpool we'd just draw the game or we were playing crap against watford we'd just lose 1-0 like it didn't look as bad on paper where like we said it it's all it's all just going tits up <laughs> it looks like it's just mm. i think i think it, it i know it will get better i know it will get better i'm i'm positive it will because he's proved it once before and i think he'll do it again he'll prove it again 'Cause there is we've got a plethora of talent on that pitch. Like the individuals on that pitch are excellent. Like some really excellent players. But it's just like what like what we said at the beginning of the season, do we have the time for it to click? Do we have this time for for it to sort of bed in and do his hundred and thirty hours coaching or whatever? Have we got time? But before you know it, we're gonna be mm. you know, potentially could be twelve points against so that-
3: by <laughs> That there, sorry to jump in, mate, but you've yeah. just when you said that, that he, Vinny knows it's 130 hours. Yeah. But for me, it's, it's it, that's even more baffling. Yeah. Why it is is not sticking with some of last year's players to let the new players yeah. come in and get that 130 yeah. hours? It, it's yeah.
4: just I, I can't get my head around it. You do wonder if he thought that he would get some of them players back in, and it didn't come off for whatever reason. You yeah, mean. maybe you do wonder if he did put all that he put his eggs in that basket of bringing in. The players mm. that he, he needed, you know, like, the team looks completely different, I think, with Teller and Matson signed, and possibly even yeah. THB. It looks completely different, and it looks a bit more settled, but, anyway,
2: yeah. we're drifting. <laughs> mm. So, what's the solution then, lads? Because, obviously, there's calls for, for Brownell to come in, which I agree with, um, because mm. I've seen nothing from Sanderberg yet uh, to suggest. I, I was so excited when we signed him, you know, because he's, he's so... Sanderberg, uh, Sanderberg is another one
3: who... It looks like he's carrying an injury for me. Mm. He just does not look fit. He looks like he's running through treacle. He's yeah, just... yeah. Mm. yeah, I don't know. Uh, this, I've said the solution, mate. I think it's get those get some of those players, the, the ones we've got yeah. from last year, get them back thought,
4: in. Yeah, I actually thought we looked all right when Cork came on. You know, I know like mm. not a lot of people are Cork's biggest fan, and he is. You know, he is coming towards his twilight of his career, but he just seemed to have that bit of drag you know like that bit of pull behind him to drag others with us to say you know, you know just run us that extra five you know what i mean he, he seemed to have that and he got you know brown Neil responded to that and you know he ended up grabbing a little goal just by you know making a few few runs and stuff but yeah yeah i think bringing a few of them them players in is important um yeah it's it's, just, it's a tough one to do i don't it's hard for just company stick to what he believes in because he obviously has a very distinct pattern of what he wants to do but you know it's hard for coaches, but I suppose that'll separate the, the men from the boys, won't it, in good coaches, is they will willingly say, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting this right at the minute, I need to change it, so hopefully, like someone put on the comments, <laughs> excited for the international break, I think it's actually come at the perfect time, it's yeah. stopped, it it'll, could stop the rot, as it were, sounds like yeah. an ex, extreme thing to say, but it could stop the rot and give us a breather for a couple of minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Sam, obviously, you mentioned earlier then, uh, the style of play, um, and uh, or it might have been off camera, uh, off live, uh, and how you think that you know we, we can't do it in, in in this league and stuff like that. What 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 do you think the solution is? Do you think we have to bring certain players back in? Do you think we have to tweak the style of play, or or a bit of both? I th-
1: I think it just needs it, listen. It, it's 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 a system that works, so it's not it's 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 proven to work. So there is the foundations there for it to be good and work well. But there is a naivety to that situation where if you have if you have an attacking team with all the players that you want, i.e. and and again, anyone can anyone can see it. You don't have to be you don't have to be anywhere near intelligent to see if you go into a game with a left back position without a left back playing there, okay. what's the mm-hmm. point? Like the goals and, and and that back four situation, like that that's not difficult to rectify. Just buy a left back and play players where they used to play. Like you've got center house, like Ekdal, Dal Rocher, these are good players. But then mm. all of a sudden out of he'd go, Color Roberts, you played right back all last season. Everybody loves you. You're left back today, mate. Yeah. Like what's the I just don't I, I can't wrap my head around this. The 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 divide between attackers and defenders. Like the attack seems so dead set. Like Luca, brilliant. He, I, a yeah. willing runner, somebody who's willing to get the ball and just go, I'm doing, he's so technically good, and he will come good, it's just right now he seems a little bit kind of quiet, and yeah. you know, he yeah, gets on the ball. Yesterday, he's, wasn't, he? he's not involved in it as much as I'd like to yet, but he's a player that's showing glimpses. Mm. Foster looks brilliant, you know, I, I, I can very easily turn, I'm getting towards that stage where I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm eating humble pie, like, <laughs> you know, I, I understand, like, the, the situation about hours and, and training sessions and stuff like that. Foster's taken six to seven months to get to this stage where we can yeah. finally say, look at this player. We don't have mm. that time yeah, in this don't. situation. And no. that defence is such a worry. And I know people will go on performance and say, and, and move to the statistics side of it and say, on paper, it looked like we went toe-to-toe in the talk about the first half. We lost 5-2. Yeah, It See, could have been 7-2. Yeah. It could have been 7-2. There were so many more opportunities where we lost the ball. And if our style of play is playing out from the back, mm. fine. Make sure you can do it right. Yeah. And make sure you can do it right in a league of better players. Yeah. Because the, the side for it from me is I, I see glimpses of, of where it can go well. The first 15 minutes, for example, mm. when we got the goal and, and go at them and do the high press. That's fine. Those Goals we conceded were absolutely shocking. That first goal is ridiculously mm. bad. The third goal's terrible, and the fifth goal—what, what, what kind of high line were we playing? They were literally on the halfway line. He played a ball from like about two yards from the halfway line, and he slipped it around, and there was nobody mm. there. Yeah. Like the it's it, like Neil says, it's performances. It's not individuals. No. It's not. It's not players and this type of thing. It's just performance. We have to look, go back to the drawing board. And I agree with you guys. Brownhill coming back in, it's another player you don't have to teach the system to. It's yeah. why I can imagine we put all our eggs in the mats and basket at left back. But I just I just, I just, just think if you bring those new players in, we still have a completely new, new squad of players that still need to fit the system. Like Brownhill was key in the attacking midfield role. But that defence is just so worrying for me. And the fact that it looks like he's got his attacking quartet Mm. sorted and it's set and he's happy with who's playing there. That defence just looks makeshift.
4: One thing I noticed on the back of the defence is like I've i played you know played goalkeeper for good years. For good I used to be a goalkeeping coach like i, I watch the goalkeepers more a bit more than i do other positions trafford's silent like completely mm-hmm. silent like i've watched for the past 10 years you know not 10 years, but over the past 10 years tom heaton joe hart nick pope that you can like if i if i stood at singing ringing tree and looked down i could hear them shouting at the mm-hmm. turf you know what i mean like they are they bellow trafford does nothing he doesn't talk enough and I think it, I, and it, I, don't, I don't think I know it actually dis, it installs an element of nervousness in the defence yeah. when, you, when you've when you not got that talking behind you it's only it's a very little thing and it's an easy thing to change if you've just got a keeper that's just chatting all game if, even if it's a load of bollocks just chatting mm-hmm. chatting, chatting it, it's constantly letting the conversation happen between the defence yeah. and the keeper and Trafford just isn't doing that and again I don't want it to become I don't want this episode to become a bagging of individual players because there's broad. I think there's a bigger problem at play. But yeah. There's some yeah, yeah. individual players that I think aren't bad. I just don't think this should be in this system just yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you keep, we keep saying, we've got players that know the system that know I wants to play that have learned played under company. They should be playing in this system from minute one. Murich is that one. I genuinely think you put Murich back in the team. You look at the difference in performance and counter attack from what what we had on Saturday. I know it was Forest in a cup game, but. It was sharp. It was quick. It was aggressive, and a lot of the build-up play came from Murich getting the ball, bang, releasing it straight away. Trafford yeah. gets it, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, Roberts is on." Oh yeah, go on, I give it to Roberts. You know, like he just goes, Murich, just goes, bang. Roberts is on straight away, or mm-hmm. like
3: so. this is what I was saying to you off off camera just before we started, man. And I know like mm-hmm. everyone who watches this knows that I'm the Murich <laughs> fanboy, but he genuinely does need to come back in. And uh, yeah. Trafford will be a good keeper, but it's the, still, the issue I've got is that he's not ready. And the more he plays whilst he's not ready, his confidence is going to go. Yeah. Um, Vinny will run out of patience and just be like, "Right, you're off. You're not going." He needs time to just develop and take his time. He's come from yeah. League One to the Premier League with no in between, and I know certain players can do that. But goalkeeping is a massively yeah. um, unforgiving position. You know, um, yeah. if a midfielder makes a mistake, someone can mop it up. But if Trafford makes a mistake, which he has done, he did in his debut. Yeah, it's it's a goal and it's demoralising for him. So for me, whilst his defence is bedding in and whilst Trafford's bedding in, we should have Murich back there who's just that element of calm, knows the system. Yeah. Let Trafford just develop and work with the coaches and work with Murich away, away from the cameras, away from the crowd, bring him in when he's ready.
4: Yeah. For me,
3: yeah. I thought he should, have, he should have been playing Trafford in the Cups and yeah, let him yeah. just get that flavour yeah. then and yeah. then bring him in.
2: I think it's, I said on Twitter yesterday, it's the, it's the Joe Hart versus Tom Eaton debate all over again, whereas Joe Hart was in the team and wasn't really doing too much wrong, no. but he wasn't Tom Heaton, and he wasn't as good. Like there were different styles of keeper. Like Joe Hart would always be camped on his line, and then he'd make a few good saves, but then we'd lose five one on to Everton. Yeah. Whereas Heaton had been coming out and collecting the crosses, just taking yeah. the pressure off. And I, th- I think it's a similar thing now. I think I think it's a case of, um, Trafford. You know, he made a couple of good saves yesterday, and you can't really label any individual goals on him individually. But I just think when we have the ball and we're trying to, like like you both just said then, like Neil just said then, like and, we, and we're trying to um, beat the press and they're mm. coming on to us, I think Trafford just does that so much better. Sorry, Murich just does that so yeah. much better. And mm. I think you mentioned there, Nathan, um, about the, the confidence and things like that. Um, I think part of that, yeah, it may be the shouting, it may be the talking, you'll know more than that about me, about being a former yeah. goalkeeper coach. But I think a lot of it is being confident on the ball, like, yeah. I know, I know it's, I know it's different. And some people might turn around and say, "Ah, oh, well, Murich was doing that in the Championship." Well, yeah, but he did. And he did it very well in the Championship. Yeah. Give him the chance to do it in the Premier League. And, and like, like you both just said, and Neil said before, he had to to, to quickly dash off a second. He will be back. Um, it's, it's, it just brings like a level of calmness to the yeah. defense. And I think I, 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 I don't want to slag Trafford off. I don't no. think he's done too much wrong. No. I just think Murich yeah. would be the better yeah. option for right now. And he it deserves his chance yeah. in the Premier League after, after, after yeah. how we did so well last season. This I've never, I've never
4: want to sort of bag on Trafford because he's young, like he's got to learn, like he has to go and learn his, his trade somewhere, you know, he has to go and keep He's very yeah. young and he, you know, like Nick Pope didn't didn't get very, didn't get decent until like 28, 29, like that's a long time away from Trafford. Mm. He's still got plenty of time, but it, it all, it's, Ultimately, I think it comes down to like that relationship between centre halves and wing backs and midfield in the keeper. I think it, it really translates quite strongly. And if you've got if you've got a keeper that you know that's a bit nervous on the ball, a little bit like you are reluctant to play that that pass instinctly. Like they'll still play the pass because mm. it's part of the system, yeah. but you will just hesitate to make sure that he's ready for it. Or you know, and then like there's times where he just gets the ball at his feet and. He waits and waits and he's like he wants to make that pass, but he's having to decide when to make. You know, it, it, it's just it's just really frustrating to watch when we've got such a good keeper on the bench that knows the system. He he delivers it. Yeah, he made some absolute owlers. Like he did make some clangers last year. So what? He's playing the way that's companies telling him to play, but. Murich did it with us all last season and deserves his chance to play in the big league. That's why he's come back to us. He believed in us to come and play for us to go back to the Premier League, to play in the Premier League. He deserves his chance. Like I said to you boys off camera, like Trafford, we should have bought him because he's a great investment as a goalkeeper. Um, We should should bring him in because we can then loan him out, get him some game time, bring him in. If it's not worth, loan him out again. Then the value will come back when we sell him and he will become good enough. So... It's not a case of put Murich in because he's better, a better goalkeeper than Trafford. It's just right now we need a keeper to fit our system and play comfortably within the team, and Trafford just isn't doing that. And it's, it, I think it's really hampering us. I think it really, especially when we've got constant mishmashes centre halves and stuff, and mm. the backline's changing every game. Like you need a, com, a confident keeper that can take the game by the, you know, by the walls
1: and and, and just run with it. So. I, th- I think you lose the luxury of a loan with a player based on the price tag mm. a yeah. little bit when you're a club like us. Yeah. Like If you're Chelsea and you buy someone for £16 million you yeah. know an investment for the future so you can a loan sounds fine. Yeah. £16 million to us is more than the majority of people that we're saying are ready to start. It's more than Trezor yeah. who is our main who was our main transfer target looking like our main transfer target for the whole window. Like so, I think we lose that luxury slightly mm. from doing that. And I, I, I 100% agree with, with what you're saying, though. Like, one of the points that my dad made, which I just I and it stuck with me because he texted me while I was away and he said it. And I was like, he's spot on. Is mm. you go back through history and look at all the teams that come up, there won't be many teams that don't struggle um, when making the jump into the Premier League without where they don't change the team like we've changed our team so dramatically that that is an extra thing that we already have to deal with is you're not just looking at performances of players that have already proven it to you in the system you're also bringing players in that now have to completely learn the system and you're starting them every game and I know you have to give them game time but yeah. That is now showing a little bit, yeah. like, the disjointedness comes from having players that haven't played a system and we're just kind of going in and say, like, the first kind of five, six games, just throwing them out and saying, just give it a it's go, a minute, eat yeah. your way into it. You can't afford that in the Premier League. In the Championship, where our mindset was different, yeah. where we were kind of like, we'll rebuild for two, three years, people were willing to be patient. Because of how well last season went, everybody's expectations went from here to up here. So we ended up changing our opinion to we could be very comfortable in this league. I mean, why wouldn't you? You got 103 odd points and only lost three games all season. But this is the realistic side of where we are. We're in a better league with better players, better teams. And we are a new team with new players, uh, a system that isn't Premier League proven with those group of players. And we are now seeing that zero points minus eight goal difference. And people, I understand picking positives from individual players' performances, I agree. But you can't tell me that there is positives to take from those three performances other than the first half at City. Mm -hmm. Because there's just not enough for me. Like, you know, being in a game at 1-1 and and then conceding that goal just before half time for us, we gradually let them grow more and more and more confident for the 20 minutes after they scored mm. on the 16th minute, and then by the end of the first half, we were just camped in, just yeah. camped in, and it was wave mm. after wave after wave
3: of attack head's dropped, Mate, that's why it's good yeah, exactly. players' headstrops and that's why we need the experience on the pitch to keep the, the keep young up heads up, yeah. That's young what heads, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: I do wonder if actually yeah. Turf more is actually a bit of our downfall at the minute because. I feel like we start really strong with an atmosphere and stuff, and then it just instantly blows away. And I know it's hard to, you know, I'm not, it's an old silly debate, but like these yeah. are these are very young, inexperienced players. They, it's going to affect them. Stuff like that, you know, when a stadium drops silent when you've just conceded an equalizer, or and it doesn't, the atmosphere doesn't really bounce back. It, I imagine, it probably would affect a younger player, that mm-hmm. a slightly inexperienced player like your Corkies and that they won't bother about them. They're not bothered about stuff like that, but. You know, I'm wondering if that sort of played on it a little bit. That you know, but again, I'm not. It's not. I'm not blaming the fans. who lost five two. That's not a problem whatsoever. It was just I'm thinking there's. It's a whole melting pot of issues that we're trying to weigh out. Like that's a, mm-hmm. the problem with signing young, exciting, unknown talents is they are unknown talents and they've never played in this league. But they're young and exciting, and the ceiling's ridiculously high. But there's got to be an element of realism involved in it, hasn't there? and you've got to win games yeah. ultimately.
2: Yeah, I do think the atmosphere was quite good yesterday. I, th- I think for the first part of the second half, it were a bit flat uh, because we were just getting pummeled. Mm. Um, but then, at, at, even at five one, we, we you know we, yeah. we picked up a bit. Um, but the defensive unit, not the defense, but the, like the, the the team as a, as a defensive unit, uh, got a lot of stick, uh, rightly so, because um, you know it's been absolutely shambolic. Like, um, I'll start with you, Neil, on this one because um, the were cut open far too easy. Like we've just like so, oh, you actually missed it though, Neil. But uh, i don't know if you've watched them back since. But we, we've just watched the goals, and the first goal that they scored is far too easy. in It the defensive line is too high. It's a ball over the top. You've only got then you've got two on two. Then and Son plays, and I think it's Solomon uh, who then gets it back to him, and yeah, a good finish from Son. But then there's no challenges on the edge of the box, and I understand why because they don't want a free free kick or whatever. But it's just it's just. And you know, I'm not even blaming the central defenders. Like it was too easy for for Spurs to be in that position. Like there was zero protection. They were too high up the pitch. It was too easy for Spurs to, to get the ball to them and then bring it down. And there was even then in that scenario, there's no pressure on them. So why do you think that as a defensive unit we are so bad at the minute? Do you think it's it's the defense? Do you think it's 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 no it's, organization um, do you think it's the tactics, or do you think it's that the midfield offering no protection?
3: It's all of it. It's it's the defence that haven't played together and, just, and learning how each, how each other play. So if we if we had Matson there and we had Roberts on the right and we had um, Ekdal and Bayer, for example, they've played together. They know exactly mm. how each other plays. They know that where each other's going to be on the pitch. And that's what these lads are learning now is how to play with each other. So that's yeah. that's part of it. Same for the midfield. So again, that's all new. We're carrying we're Carrying sanderbirds So assume he's assume he's out and Court comes in, for example. That'll probably improve that a little bit. But Carrying Burge isn't helping. Yeah. Colin doesn't look himself. So whether that's just because I had heard last year that he goes missing at international level. So maybe as he found his level, I don't know. Um, so I think it's that. I think it's just players who are learning to play with each other, and until they do, these mistakes are going to happen, and that that um, organisation and that that coming together to defend isn't going to happen until they've learnt to play with
2: each other. Yeah, no, fair enough. Nathan, why, why do you think it, it's, it's so poor defensively? Do you think it's a mixture of all three? I, I, mean, I, I think it's a tactical thing. We've got C- yeah. Quilter, he's a friend of the pod, have been on the pod before, um, he says, feel like the defence needs Ekdal in there at the moment. As much as I love Ekdal, I think he's a good defender. Yeah. I think he's a bit slow into uh, Ekdal. That's, that's probably Ekdal's yeah. Ekdal's flaw, and I think he, he got pulled apart yesterday because because of the high line. So I, I think it's more of a tactical thing. If I'm honest with yeah, you, Nathan, like, what do you
4: think? The, the common theme throughout this chat isn't. It's not about individuals. It's about performance, and it's about tactics. It's about. There's something mm. fundamentally wrong when, you know, they scored one by smashing the ball over the top and then they just did it again and again you know like the villa did it to us like it was you know it doesn't take three games to figure that out you know what I mean like it's pretty Glennn but I thought the midfield was a massive problem like we're playing two you know I know they're not playing defensive midfielders but we're playing two in midfield mm. Yeah, sanderberg I find he finds himself like in the channel at the corner flag, like, like trying to hold the ball up and I'm like what are you what are you doing like why I know he sees himself as an attacking midfielder but I'm not being funny, like, we need to have more protection in front of a back four. Like, if we start with a back five and let the game settle, you can afford one of them midfielders to sort of drift and run around. But we start with a back four and we've got two midfielders and one of them's wandering. So, like, the whole protection's gone completely. And the gaps in midfield, when we had the ball in defence, we're ridiculous. Like, the middle of the park was just vacant of Burnley players. Like, for every time, the, like, the left back or the right back had the ball. There was nobody in midfield wanting to get that ball and break a line like it just wasn't happening, and that was fundamentally the problem every time. And that's where most of the goals come from was just errors on our part. Like we weren't, you know, Spurs. You know, Spurs did well to just they blew us away because we gave them the chance to blow us away. Like I'm not, yeah. and I'm not. I don't want Spurs fans to jump on this and like you know jump on on me, but. Like they didn't have to really work that hard to beat us five two. We just kept giving them opportunities to go and score goals. Like, and they they all have individual players that are very very good to do that to punish you. But the glaring, I think the glaring option is just the the the, the gap the gaps between the defense and midfield, and then beyond that, like it's just so. It just didn't seem organised whatsoever, and I know, like we're we, we're used to watching some sort of an organised defence at Burnley. You know what I mean? We, you know, granted last season were a bit different, we were a bit of a, you know, sexy football and whatnot. But we're used to watching some form of like, regardless of if we lost the game, it would only be by one, wouldn't it? would you know, if we, you know, that was our biggest criticism of Dice's we'd go one nil up and we'd shut up shop. That was our biggest criticism, yeah. weren't it? Like all the time, it was just go and get another because we'd lose the game or draw, but we do not look like we have the ability to even think about shutting up shop, let alone try and show up shop. Like, it's just... yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I don't know what the solution is. Like, Eckdel would be good, I think, in there. I really do, because he has that slower pace. But I think that would probably keep him in position a bit more. I think it would he's got a very good reading of the game as Della. I think he, he should be playing over someone like O'Shea for now. Like O'Shea shouldn't be starting every game. O'Shea should be stepping into games and getting minutes to get used to the system. Again, it's what you say, Neil, like we've got players that are learning the system. They're trying to get used to what we're trying to do. And we've got players on the bench that have played a whole 12 months, like, or, you know, maybe not as well much mm. as some players, but they're used to the system and they're sat watching this game as passengers going, Oh, we should be doing this. I know what he's trying to do, but they're not doing, it, you know, and it's, we just need to go back to keeping that continuity again. I can't remember which one of you said it. Like, we've come from one league to another with absolute no, like, zero continuity whatsoever. And it's... We, we're getting found out for it at the minute. We need to get back to what we did last season with the players that did it with us, as many as we can anywhere.
3: Yeah. I mean, all yeah. um like you said, they're learning the trade, Yeah. Unfortunately for them, they're learning it against Harland, against Son, against Ollie Watkins. You can't it's do that. Be hasn't it yeah. be demoralising, isn't it? You can't do that. You're stupid. You don't, like... You don't learn to
4: drive by doing it on fucking Silverstone F1, do you? You know what I mean? You don't <laughs> jump in, you know, you do You do quiet B roads, you do middle of the day when everyone's at school at work, like you do it in easy circumstances where you learn your trade. You don't do it against the best teams in the league at this current period of time. Like, doesn't make sense because Villa just got pumped 3 0 today. But anyway, you know what I mean? Like, these are dangerous teams and yet we're bedding players in that, quite frankly, we should have done that. Like, most of them players before Man City had never even stepped foot at Turf more. You know what I mean? Like, we've not played a single game at Turf more. Like, it, it sounds trivial, but stuff like that affects players. It, it, you know, you need to learn to play at the home ground a lot quicker than they are doing. So, yeah, it's frustrating. It's, the more I think about it, the more frustrating I get about it now. And it just seems so glaringly obvious to do that. But who are we to sit here and. Get company to change his ways. I just know. he's, yeah, I, I, he's given us an amazing I, season last season, so it sounds
2: really horrible to. I can't remember which one of you said it earlier, but I think I think the young he- heads thing is a good point. It, it's a mm. squad full of youngsters. We need mm. some experience in there. Yeah. Um. I I'd have a midfield three, and I know some people say Cork's legs legs have gone, but I just yes against the bigger sides, maybe a yeah. game might bypass him, but a midfield three of Colin Cork, Brownell, you know spearheading it, and then. It, that brings a bit more experience into the middle and a bit more protection because yeah. Cork will be in there as well. And Cork is the type of player that, that will break down these moves because yeah. Berg, I think, I think the idea of bringing Berg in is he is going to do that, but he sees himself as more as a yeah.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
2: Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Attacking and I think if we play him properly, and he gets used to the system, then he could once he's used to the style and the system, then then go into the attacking midfield role and rotate that with Brownhill. But we, I don't know. I I, I just think I, I didn't want Cork uh, at, at the start of the season, but now after what I've seen of the last yeah. few games, I'm thinking maybe Cork and, and Cullen in that in that role. know I know, Col- I know Cork's legs
3: have gone, but. Um... He can, you can use, you can use the experience to help with that. He can, he can break yeah. the play up and give it to a quicker player to do that, not need the like, legs. Yeah. He but can let like your
4: experienced got, players on, on the pitch, keep you in the games that little bit longer. Exactly. Like we have, we are blessed with some incredible attacking talent at this football club right now. Like I have not been able to say that for a fucking long time as a as a Burnley fan. Like we have genuinely got the ple- a plethora of attacking footballers that will excite most Premier League teams, but we also need some experience in to allow them players to win the games for us. It's no good having them players that can win games when you five one down and then yeah. they're trying to win it. It's, you know, you need some experience in there. Like Brownie Cullen and Cook is not an attractive three for me, but that'll keep you in the game. I think a little bit, I'll keep you in most games a little bit longer and allow these players to either come on in place of them or come on for others and make something happen. Like, the amount Is of time we just sat game? in, and, yeah, we sat in and just we just dug in and we were doing our bit. Nothing were happening going forward last season for you know more, some games, and then bang, you bring Benson on. And because we stayed in the game, we've kept it tight. We've done our jobs. It allows Benson, it allows Aruri to come on and just be absolutely magic. And I think we're, yeah. we're not we're, like we need to get back to that like stay in games, dominate possession, yeah, exactly. try and dominate possession, try and do what I want, and then get the players on to bring the magic. Like. Signing Trezor, like again, amazing player, but was I that a priority? That. Like, no. Looking at it, it's not needed. Like, we don't need Trezor. Like, it, that sounds ridiculous for me to say it, but we are crying out for another centre half and a left back.
3: Yeah, it's the experienced heads, heads that are, are going to well. coach the game, isn't it? The experienced yeah. heads are going to say you need to be there, release the ball there, like, give it him, you come back. Yeah, yeah. That's what the young lads don't know, and that's what they've got. Nobody telling them what to do on that pitch; they're just learning it, as the guys we already said. Yeah. So for me, it's that.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed that then, Nathan. You're saying like, yeah, it's not the most attractive midfield three. And I agree with that, but it will keep you in the game longer. And mm. then you've got the likes of Coley or and yeah. Foster uh, and Benson when he starts playing again um, to, to try and win, win is the game. So that's something I'd, I'd look at doing next, that midfield three. Um, there's been a lot of chat about the left-back position. Um, mm. I got some stick because I got carried away in the first 15 minutes and said <laughs> Connor Roberts might be the solution at left-back. And then obviously everybody with hindsight... Dives on it, um, even people from you know that, that shouldn't be doing it, but it uh, is what it is. Um, and it, it was not the solution. Um, obviously, there's a massive gaping hole at left back, we all know that it's, it's blindingly obvious. We've tried three different left backs there now, and none of them have worked. Well, none of them are left backs, so let me rephrase that. We've tried three different people there now, mm. and none of them have worked. So there's this big clamor for Charlie Taylor to come back in. I'm not. Uh, I, th- I think Markson would have been perfect. There's been so many scenarios yesterday where I thought Markson would have been perfect there. I remember once the ball... Connor Roberts was trying to do the overlap. The ball went to him. Because he's right-footed, he then, he then gets to move the booze ball on his right foot, whereas Markson would have been able to go around and get the ball in the box. We're missing it. Um, I'm at the stage now where I wasn't fussed for Charlie Taylor um, because I don't think it, it, it suits the system. But after watching the last three games, he would offer something a little bit more stable um, but then you're obviously losing the side of it where you know coming into the middle and, and becoming a defensive midfielder and stuff like that. He, he just can't do that. So Sam, I'll start with you because uh, you've been you've been a little quiet the last ten minutes. Um, so what, what, warm, what, what would you do at that? Yeah, I'm trying to get him going. What what would you do at that left back position? Because it's so glaringly obvious how big of a hole there is in the squad at, the, at that part, at that at that that's position. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I think I. <laughs> the only reason i'm quiet is because like you you go in you go into a game you go into weekends at the minute now and it's like it, like like we've said since the start like you, you're not being you're not you're not being a negative football fan for not enjoying being on zero points and having minus eight goal difference and only having like two or three players out of your 20 man squad as potential positive players to talk about like i think that left back spot i think it's just it's a no-brainer to me, and I feel like I feel like anybody that says, "Oh, Charles Hill can't play this way, and can't play that way," he's a left back. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, it's it, it's it's like going into Formula One and, and, and being on a motorbike. It's just like you, you would not ever get. You, it's not allowed. You just not. It, it shouldn't be allowed. We shouldn't be playing centre halves at left back. We should be playing a right back at left back. You need a left-footed left back in the way that we play with the style of football that we have, who can do overlapping runs, who can join on the, with the attack and can get the ball yeah. in the box. I completely, completely agree with what you're saying about Matson. Matson, can take his man and go into the box and square it across the box. What we did for years under Daesh was... Get the ball to the byline, cut back, play it backwards. McNeil would come in, and if he wasn't on the left hand side, he'd do the same at right mid. He'd turn, he'd have to come back, he'd play it to a fullback, and a fullback would have to whip the ball in. But by that point, everybody's already made the runs and he's coming back in. Like our style of football suits the squares across the box. And if we don't have the personnel to do that, like for example, go over all the games Delcroix, like he's a centre half, he didn't want to run with ball. He doesn't, he doesn't mm-hmm. want to run with the ball. He wants to sit there. So then you say to Conor Roberts, oh, will you drop into midfield? Well, that's all well and good. But if Conor Roberts is doing it every time, these are clever footballers. So they see, oh, Roberts is going to run, so I'll follow him. Yeah. And then the right midfielder just stands and stands up next to Delcoir. So then these balls over the top are the easiest thing on the planet. Yeah. It doesn't take a genius to look at Charlie Taylor in that squad and, you know, look at the situation and say, bring in a bloody left back, man. Yeah. Like, honestly... I think it just makes us look a little bit. I mean, I,
4: I I want to phrase this right because I don't want to get clipped up and get pissed taken at me. But like we've spent 140 million nearly this season. Like that's the best transfer I've ever seen us do ever. You know what I mean? Like the players we brought in, but it makes us also look stupid that not one of them is a left back. Like not a single one of them. Like granted, a lot of these players are going to have a good sell on whatever, but it was glaringly obvious that. We needed a left back because Matson hadn't come back yet, and he obviously still hasn't come back. But it was so obvious for so long, and, and and granted, it's a tough position to fill. Like, there's a lot of clubs actually struggling for left backs. Really, like you know, United have got left back issues. You know, there's other teams got left. You know, but surely someone somewhere would have gone. We don't have a left back here. Hold on a minute. It's a week till the end of the transfer window. Should we maybe line up a second option and just bring one in? Just in case the Matson deal can't work, because if then we bring in a left back and then bring in Matson, we go. That's a great idea. That we've not only brought it, the left back we want, but we've also brought a backup in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the fact that we've got neither is absolutely ridiculous. And Charlie Taylor, like wow, while, while he probably is the answer because he's an actual left back, why the fuck would he want to play? You know, he's mm-hmm. sat now and he's watched three different players play in his position, and he's like. I am a left-back. I will not do what you want me to do in terms of going forward, but I can play left-back. Like, it goes back to what I said earlier. These experienced players will not be sexy, but they'll keep you in games a little bit longer. Like, that Villa game, if Charlie Taylor's there, Matty Cash doesn't get the space that he got all pretty much that game. Charlie Taylor Mm. just goes up on him, man on man, and he'll just kick lumps out of him. He'll just boot the ball into the sideline. But it's not sexy, but it'll keep you in games for a little bit longer. Like... Again, it just sounds so horrible to say it, but it's it's the company's getting that wrong. Like he is getting that wrong fundamentally, week in, week out. He's getting it wrong that position, and it's being exploited now because the goal again, like the first goal against Tottenham, the centre halves come across and they they double up on the player with the ball, which is what they're told to do. Roberts isn't in his normal position. He isn't. He's not. That trigger's not there to come inside and. But you know, because he's not playing his right position, it's just not worked. So he's left a gaping hole behind them for Sonny just to run in and do what he wants. So you got to have players. You got to play players in the position and don't stop trying to fit. Play. You know, we're not City. We don't have players that are like. You know, if you have a like Cancelo could probably play both sides, and if Cancelo's at fifty percent, he's still going to be better than most like, most right backs playing at full hundred percent. But. Yeah, it's just frustrating that whole situation like we just desperately need a left back and we haven't fucking got one and it's concerning me now that until January we won't have one
2: yeah
0: this I think is where, uh... puts
2: it perfectly sorry Neil I'll, we'll let you go on in a minute Harry puts it perfectly right. there he says I get Taylor doesn't suit the system down to a T but surely he's the best choice we have now and he absolutely is like what we've seen as Concede eleven goals in the first three games and get decimated at that left back position every single time. Mm. Just do something different now. We don't need it to be sexy anymore. We just need to stay in these games longer and let Coley osho and Foster be sexy. Exactly. And I'm doing it. Let let them be sexy. Yeah. Don't be sexy at the back. Enjoyed it last season. Maybe enjoy it again next season when we settled a bit more. Get the experienced players in. Some fans won't like it. Don't care. Let Coley osho do his runs. Let Foster do his runs. Let all these other lads, Am Amduna, Benson, Zerori when he's bike, which I think but he is for the next Char- game. Charlie Taylor can do that job. Like his job, pretty much his whole career at Burnley has
4: been get the ball, put it into the channel and let a winger chase on it. We've never had wingers to chase onto balls, but now all of a sudden, I'm not saying Charlie, Charlie Taylor is our answer, but he can fundamentally stand on the byline when the keeper's got the ball, get it pinned to him, bring it down, pop it over at top for Shaw. Now he has a player yeah. to run on the end of it. It's not hard. Like I'm... might be properly underthinking it and companies just i don't know like he's obviously got some master plan that he wants to stick
1: to but it's so glaringly i think you're right though i I genuinely genuinely think you're right though like i i've said it for so long now like yeah whenever whenever anybody brings charlie taylor right and it's mostly on twitter like the most of the people that i speak to in real life have a very sound sensible opinion yeah if you need a left back put a left back in it's not rocket science with Charlie Taylor, people have looked at this situation and like forgotten everything he did under Dash. Like at the start of last season, we all said Charlie Taylor could potentially start left back. Like nobody, nobody thought Charlie wasn't going to play. Then he yeah. played centre half for a couple of games. Then we just didn't see him for like twenty games, and then he got thrown in against like West Brom on Norwich. And everyone's like, "Oh, not yeah. Charlie. He's a good player." Like where are people getting this random thing that he's not a good player? Like Charlie Taylor at one point, and it might be <coughs> Burnley Byers, but at one point I thought he's well within. I think it was the season when we when we finished in uh, the season after we finished in Europe. I thought yeah, he are gonna in say yeah. England squad, and that yeah. sounds stupid to say, no. but I thought he was within that plethora so, of players that was relatively yeah. in like close to the squad. People saying that he, he he doesn't fit the system and stuff like that. Do you know what it is? And it, and and I, I do you know, I don't even care. That performance <laughs> really annoyed me. People need to understand there is an element of arrogance to the tactics. This has been a proven tactic in the championship. It's a different league, better players. You're coming up against better opposition. You can't faff around looking at the scenarios and going Del Quer can play there. You're not Man City. That's that's a brilliant point you brought up. City can do that. We yeah. can. No. So, in that situation, we need a left-back. So, don't go and buy a six-foot-four centre-half and play left-back against Moussa Diaby, against Youngmin Son. It doesn't work. It's <laughs> not it, sa- it, it sounds so stupid saying it, doesn't it? It, it, like, and like, and it just baffles me. It and totally I don't... baffles me. Sure, I they think that all these people yeah. just swinging opinions around on Twitter going, Yeah, well, I understand why, Charlie. Yeah. And I understand why we played Dalcroft, and this person didn't no. play bad. Like, it's not players playing bad. That's not what this isn't bashing individuals, and it's mm. not even bashing company. It, it, it's it, company picks a team and he sets it up. We now have this situation, and this is what company has to work with. He doesn't have a left back, so he is trying to make do, but then he does have a left back. <laughs> Charlie Taylor's there. He's been there for bloody ages. Like, just put him in there, try yeah. it. See if it works. If it don't work, fine. Then we'll all go. Do you know what Vincent? you were right. You've tried everything else. If you're trying everything else, just put a life back in. It's not (laughs) hard.
2: That's basically
3: basically buttered in. in, Sorry, Neil. (laughs) So so no, I was basically gonna say that, right? So it I, I, I think I was in the chat with you when we were saying that I can't see Taylor playing in company system. However, We've already said that these, this new player, these new players are learning how to play with each other. It's not helping if some of them are out of position. It's not mm-hmm. helping at all. And it doesn't make sense to have a left back and not play him. But the thing that's baffling about it is if, he, if he's got no intention of playing him, why hasn't he sold him? So he's at the club for some reason. So because he had don't a chance to get rid. One. But it, it, I think, I think the, it is that. I think if we had Martin, he would have sold him. Yeah, I agree. It's the change position, though. But the, but the, position, it, though. Like, but but the thing, the thing with position.
4: Taylor. Go on.
3: Yeah, is that? But the thing with Taylor, and it was back to what you were saying, Nathan. What we've all said is experience on the pitch. So yes, he can't do the sexy marks in football, but he's intelligent enough to know he can't do that, and he will release the ball. <laughs> and he will, that's all we wanted. That's that's job done tonight. Um, Quite the 15 he's, minutes.
2: He's intelligent <laughs> enough
3: to know that yeah. his limitations. Right, so he'll get the ball and he'll do his job of throwing it up or closing down or whatever, and then give it to someone who can do that. Yeah, and that goes to my point about Cork he knows he can't do it but he, can, he knows when to give it to someone who can and that's like, why we need his love back I in. think
4: to round the whole point off what Joe asked originally that question about the defence is like the knock-on effect it has when you put Roberts out of position and then you put Alder Keeler who's a centre-off granted he's done an alright job at his position that wide but Alder Keel is a very very good ball playing centre-off Like, but putting him out there so we've got both of our inverted fullbacks out of position like I don't. I don't buy that inverted fullbacks. It's not working for us at the minute. It's not working. It will work at some point, but not yet. But like, just I think we just need to rename this fucking episode. Just play Charlie Taylor. Like, it is, <laughs> like, like we keep saying, it's gonna look crap. It's not gonna be sexy, but he will just do his job. You know, and it'll keep us in them games. Even if it's for fifteen <clears throat> minutes longer, it might just give us chance to maybe go and get. Like, if we have a if we have players in position on. Saturday, it might have allowed us to maybe go and nick a second. We nick a yeah. second in that first half against Tottenham. It changes the whole fucking dynamic. It yeah. makes Tottenham have to really mm-hmm. step on us. Whereas at 2-0, we can sit off and them experienced players can dig in, get, the nail, get their feet stuck in and, and see the game out. But because we're having to chase a game, we get caught out way too many times and give them every opportunity to score five, if not ten. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we are hitting the hour mark now, um, so we will start. Not wrapping it up yet. Let's Don't keep go going. anywhere. Let's keep going. Um, no, we, I, 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 I do want to do want to talk about some more things. So we are going to be here for a, a, a little bit longer. But yeah. before I do, just want to give a quick shout out to Harry Townley and Austin Townley, who are both watching. Um, good to see you, lads. Uh, thank you for watching. Um, but I do want to talk about some positives. I know there's been a, a very see you a lot. You, of, Sam, you can step out now if you want. Shout, yeah, Sam, you can leave. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Um but before I do, before I do, is there anything else you lads want to get off your chest about that performance the first three games or do you think we've covered everything? So so we all want <laughs> I know you do, Sam, hold on a second. So we all want Mioritz back in. I think I think mm-hmm. the majority of us want Brownhill back in. Yeah. I want Court back in. I I don't understand why, why, why he's suddenly now this bad footballer again. Um, he, he he breaks it down. He helps us break it down. Yeah. Um, I think the majority of us want Charlie Taylor back in because even even those of us that did think it's, it didn't work at the start mm-hmm. think, well, nothing else works. Try actually playing a Sam Pulley perfectly a left back at left yeah. back that might actually work. He might not be the perfect left back for this system. That that left back wanted to sit on a bench yeah. instead. Fine. We have another left-back here who did well on the dice. Um, so we've covered all that. But there's one more thing. Sam, you put your hand We all know you're going to have a, have a, have a, have a rant. I'll, I'll just come to you, Sam. What is it you want to talk about before we do move on to it's, the positives? Literally... And yes, claret at one, there was a couple of positives.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a very quick one. So it's based on what we were saying about Charlie Taylor, obviously playing a left-back at left-back. But it's more about the individual. So... If you go back over Charlie Taylor's career and you look back at his Burnley resume, he's been the first choice left back under Dyche. Granted, he's only one manager, um, but he was a starting left back for years and we never, ever, ever looked to replace him. We bought Eric Peters as a backup to him.
2: Mm.
1: We've all had this conversation about Cork coming into this midfield. We've talked about beautiful football and, and the new tactics and the new style of play. All the all the conversations you see on Twitter, and every time that we talk about these situations, we talk about Jack Cork coming back into that midfield will sure everything up, and it's per- perfect, and it would be brilliant to have him there. And then Brownell's the next one, and then as soon as he gets to Charlie, there's a fifty-fifty. Like, oh, will it work? Will mm-hmm. it not? You put Jack Cork and and sexy football and good football, positive attacking football together, you're a weirdo because <laughs> they don't they don't work together. No. But Jack Cork in that system can still work. They don't, if you put them together, they they don't gel. Yeah. But it will work. It's the same with Charlie. You've put him in that situation. You don't need a technically good footballer all the time. No. You just need to put a left back at left back. This is a a mad, I'll
4: quickly do it a minute and then we'll move on. But Rodri at City, like he's not Mm -hmm. a very, you know, he's not a tech technically gifted football like he's not gonna go amazing run skill step over whatever he is just fundamental get he does his job in midfield and lets everybody else do their jobs creatively and like fluidly but he's that linchpin at that city team like I'm not obviously this someone will probably go oh, he's comparing Jack Cook to Robert I'm not doing that whatsoever I'm talking about positionally and type of experience and players like he'll know his position is to win the ball back Keep midfielders pulling it. If a midfielder goes beyond me, I step in and do my job and fill in for him. We don't have anybody doing that at the minute. Well, like, that midfielder is just running around doing whatever it wants. Sanderberg's in fucking corner flag, you know, trying to whip crosses in. You know what I mean? Like, what's he doing? He's a midfielder. He needs to be helping Cullen because Cullen were running around like he looked lost. He didn't have his mate Cork in there helping him out. Mm. Like when Cullen went on them little runs to play in like the sort of false ten role, Cork helped him out. He filled in for him. You know, Robert stepped in and filled in for him. That whole thing's disjointed and not working. Fundamentally, play posi- players in their right positions, and they will do the right job for you.
1: Agreed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, th- I do think Sam, you made a good point earlier. I think there's become this arrogance now, and, I, and the reason why I bring that back up again, I know you said it a while ago, is I've just been on Twitter as as you two were chatting, <laughs> and I've just seen some people putting their suggested teams up for Forest, um, and somebody, and that. I'm not going to mention any names. And the person, if they do watch, they'll notice about them. That's Somebody true. suggested playing Josh Brownhill at left-back instead of Charlie Taylor. Like this, I don't understand. like why, why are we suddenly now putting square pegs in round holes and thinking it's a normal scenario? Because the manager's done it for the last three games. Um, but positives. Um, that's it. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> no, uh, no, joking. <laughs> Coley Oshaw, He's 18 years old. I've That's had a, a season ticket longer than that kid has yeah. been on this earth. Probably <laughs> longer than his dad. He's so good, man. Mm. That, that kid is so good. Like, Yes, he's rough around the edges. Yes, his decision-making can be better. But that will come with age and experience. He was the only player who wanted the ball at his feet and wanted to drag us up the pitch. He wanted to run at people. He wanted to start creating things. And got an assist after four minutes because of it. And then he was doing some great. We yeah. were playing against Tottenham. You know, a very good side. And he's and he's running rings around him at certain points. Yes, it wasn't enough uh, for for the balance of the game. I'm not criticizing him, but he was he was fantastic. So he's a big positive. Um, and Foster, I know. I think we we mentioned him earlier a little bit um, earlier, but just going to a little bit more depth about him. That's two goals so far in the Premier League. I think he's on course to get. Fifteen potentially uh, this season. I know some people say 15, 20. I think it's probably going to be more towards the the, the earlier uh, numbers in that. Um, but they've both done well this season, um, and they're my main two positives. Have you guys got any or, or, or want to add to, to what I've mentioned? I think
3: no. The... Foster for me is yeah. sorry. Foster for me is is outstanding. He got loads of grief last year, mm. um, and I know Vinny's got a few things wrong this season, but he was right about him wasn't he. Yeah, he was. Yeah the mm-hmm. front, the front, the front three the
4: forward three I'm doing Foster and Cole Osho. they just look yeah I'm doing it with look class against City they, as well to be
2: fair just a little just, bit quieter yesterday
4: yeah they just look dangerous they do look dangerous all the time even against very good back lines. and I do, I am genuinely excited to play like in Everton or like you know like a Sheffield United I'm I'm pos- I'm looking forward to seeing them play against something like that because they do look a threat going forward it's like I said it makes it all adds up that We've not actually spoke about the forward line until now. Like, we're, we're an hour in now and we've I think I think we're all,
2: we're all happy with it, aren't we? The problem isn't
4: it. going forward, it's coming back. Mm, yeah. That's the problem. Like, going forward, like I said earlier, we have got some of the most exciting attacking footballers I've ever seen at this football club. And they were shining light again. Like, Cole Osho, he's a joke man at that age. You know, and to add Trezor into that mix, you know, we've got Zaruri coming back, like... There's more, even more and more options going into the next couple of games, and yeah, I think it's just good to see Laos keep scoring. Like that's so important for a striker. If you've got a striker that's playing in games where we're getting battered in and he's not scoring, it's not good. Like at least he can walk away every game and go, "I've tried my, I've done my bit." You know, I've put I've put my name on the score sheet, and that that means a lot going forward. You don't want to, we don't want to end up playing these easy games, as it were, with a striker that still hasn't scored yet. You know, and he's tick- he's done that. He's ticked it off. He's got two now, two and two. He's 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 on he's you know he's on form, as it were. So yeah,
2: yeah. Sam I know you don't like positives.
1: Last year was only positive. It's just right now there isn't much. But you no, know, I, I think positive wise, I, I you know what? Bit of a curveball, but I think there's positives to every single player's individual performances. Hmm. Like you know. Delqua is comfortable on the ball you know he's he's willing to pass the ball um you know he's willing to have the ball to feet he's willing to try and and play out from the back so he deserves a shout because I mean he's 24 he's bought for a million pound from a league that he has no idea he knows nothing about the Premier League and he's been chucked in at centre-half with two full-backs playing you know you know someone's gram yeah. and somebody else but um you know we've 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 got Foster. That's out of the way. Two goals. You know that he's he's on course to do very very well, and we do have to back that notion hundred percent. That yeah. that needs yeah. that needs the praise it deserves because not only is he scoring the goals and getting in the right position, but he's also busting a gut for the team, and it's what you want to see. Yeah. Um, again, like, even going on Colio, show, like you know, Lucas Lucas exactly the type of player. And the Exact type of profile that we wanted to see for a long time young, explosive, and somebody who's really going to try and set the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, I think for me, it is a shame that we brought in Trezor. <clears throat> um, as stupid as that sounds now, I've said it. Um, bringing in Trezor is a, a, an extremely good, a extremely good bit of business. He's the player that when we've all looked at, he's the player that should come into the system and, mm. and set us up. You know, tenfold in that attacking in that attacking setup, and having someone put a comment, Coley Osho and Benson coming off the bench is brilliant. It's to go back to the other side of it is you know you've still got Odebrecht who yeah. we don't we haven't seen enough of yet. We we don't know what he can bring to the team. So this attacking side of the game is a is a positive. You know, because yeah. as press is good in the attacking quartet of the pitch, it is. So that's that's another positive, but. I do feel like I'm clutching at straws a little bit. (laughs) Yeah,
2: no, it's it's you know I forgot about Audibert and I forgot about Trezor. Like I just wish we had these as well to come uh, in. Yeah, exactly. I just wish we had these these people to come in that we don't know much about yet at the back. So then we're thinking, oh well, maybe this guy would solve it because I don't think anything's going to solve it other than changing the 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 system a little bit or or changing the way we play or just playing a deeper line or playing the left back at left back. It's it's it's. That, that should we're be blessed the, with forward players, but that's yeah, yeah. not where the problem is. And someone put a comment in, and I know, I know it's the most basic comment in the world, like the most basic thing, like the most, not the most Sorry. basic comment, I've, I've said that wrong, but the most basic bit of, of information mm. is what I'm trying to say. The problem is, no matter how well we these forwards perform, we won't win any games conceding this amount of exactly. goals. No, unless we're Grimsby and we score six when the opposite team score five. <laughs> but who was the only team to lose on that when they scored that? And obviously, of, of course, it was us. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I just want us to be better mm. at the back. But yeah. try playing a left-back at left-back. Try playing quirky. Because Jack Cork, that means. Quirky. Um, <laughs> and, and then maybe we would look a little bit less exposed. Because yeah. that's the just worrying try thing. It. We didn't try just giving concede some of the five lads. good goals. Mm.
3: We conceded five silly to... mistakes and got cut open. Sorry, Neil, go on. Sorry, try, I was going to say, try playing some of the lads who got us into that league and know the system a chance in that league, in that system, mm. and see how we mm. get on. We've got Ramsey as well. I, forgot I forgot Ramsey, about it. Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah We've Ramsey, got yeah. all these signings and not one of them the left back. All these players, going forward. <laughs> all these players
1: think, going forward. I think the reason why it's so hard to zone in on these attacking players, it, it, it's not even because it's not even because we've signed so many. Like It's because the glaring issue is at the back. Yeah. So when you're talking about what makes us better and what is the negative side of it and what went wrong at the weekend, you don't go to the attackers. You don't go to attacking substitutions and not being able to create enough like you go to the fact that we gave ourselves more than a mountain to climb we gave mm. ourselves Mount Everest to climb like yeah. we literally gave ourselves the hardest possible situations come back from where heads dropped after half time we went 5-1 down in like 75 minutes mm. and then Brownell plucked us something on the 93rd minute that made it look a little bit better than it was but even then, they could have scored more. It literally yeah. could have been 7-2. But the attacking side of it isn't the issue. No. Bringing Trezor in and Ramsey in and players like that, like they, they're they not the ones that we're worried about. They will be good for Burnley. I, I have absolute faith that Trezor is going to be class and Ramsey yeah. will come in and play play a feature for us for a long time. But when you've got it, glaring issues at the back, it's so hard to remember to give a shout-out to, the, to them because yeah. it's impossible.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know some people'll'll will, will a go because the, the issues have been our issues and not because we've just played good opposition. But we'll we we'll, we'll have a be- better gauge of where we are at when we played the likes of Forest. And I don't mean yeah. anything... I know there's a Forest fan in the chat, but I'm don't want to mention Forest because we're playing them soon. Uh, Forest, Bournemouth, Everton, Wall, I, Luton, Sheffield United. I, I I don't know about you guys. But I still think we'll be okay. Yeah, and I still do, think really. we'll survive. I I, I I don't think there's going to be. this... Um, yeah. Push for the- for the top half of the bottom half anymore, but I think we're better than Luton. Yeah. I think right. we're better than Sheffield United. I think we're better than Everton. I think we're better than Wolves. I, th- I think we'll be all right. We need to. We need. We need. We needed that Luton game. If we'd have played that Luton game and got yeah. a win, how much better would we have felt? All right. We're, I'm not saying we would have won because we had been pretty poor. But, you know, we might have had a point and we might have felt better. Everton have played, Fulham at home, lost against them. Wolves at home, lost against them. Sheffield out of the way, should have lost against them, but a ball hit Pickford in the face in the last minute. (laughs) And he claimed it as a save. Yeah, and then and then started winking at the cameras. Like, no, mate, you've just got it in the face. We've had a not a better start than them. That's not the word. A less worrying start than them in terms of the results. I think, but when like Sam put it perfectly, I mean, you've got such glaring issues at the back. Mm-hmm. That's where the worry comes from. But don't know about you guys. Feel free to answer. I, I do still think we'll we'll stay up just because of how mm-hmm. dross some of the other teams are. And I I, I kind of think we will eventually shore ourselves up a little bit and we won't be this kamikaze
3: at the back for, for the full season. No yeah, we won't. I was gonna say that we we will learn. That the issue we've got is that we're learning against these top top teams. Mm-hmm. And when and yeah. and they will learn and I don't know, maybe we'll be we'll be sitting here in a month's time and be proven wrong that they've learned against mm-hmm. they've been battling against Haaland battling against Watkins and all of a sudden we come up against Everton, we come up against Sheffield United, and we are mint because we've learned from that experience. That might be what it is. But I, th- I think we're more... We've been unlucky with the teams we've played. Yeah. I think had we had a start of Sheffield United, of Luton, of um, Bournemouth, of Bullham, mm. we might have seen these mistakes but not been punished. Yeah. It's, we've yeah. just been a little bit unlucky with who we've played,
4: I think. Yeah, like I think, let's like, say, we've come up against, like I said, a start three of the better teams in this league at this current... Time, I think, performance-wise, and we'll have to come back. I think in I don't know mid October and look back at the results and see where we are. Then, if we're still in a very similar predicament by mid October, I will be very concerned about our future in this league. Really, really mm-hmm. will because by then it could be a you know long old season ahead of us if we're still making the same mistakes, not picking up points after we've played. You know, end of October we should have had a, at least a few winnable games, but. It's still three games in. It's it's frustrating to watch because we haven't got a point on the board yet. We've conceded a, you know, we've he, got a man goal difference minus eight, whatever. But it's just just a patience. I think it will click. Some it will click. I know we've gone on a big rant and defensive. We're high, We're just highlighting what we think is the issue. I, I'm pretty confident Company is already he already knows the issue, and he's just trying to get it into his players now and he's trying to sort it. I'm I believe in Company because. He's not giving me another reason not to just yet. If we're still doing this, if we're still talking about playing fucking Charlie Taylor in November, then then I'll start worrying about what's going on. But until then, it's still early doors, plenty of time. Up mm-hmm. oh, the clarets, I think.
2: Yeah. Problem is, though, um, I know I've just said I still think we'll stay up, but problem is, it don't get much easier, does it? So after Forest, which again is a game we're looking at for potential of of getting some points. Again, no offense to the Forest fan, they had a great result yesterday, um, but after that, we've got then got Manchester United at home. Then me. they're not great. But, you know, yeah. Well, I hope. So. I've not seen not nothing to suggest that we will. Then it's Newcastle away. That could be another five, six, seven. Um, then Chelsea at home. There, there, there we go. But well, then we've got a couple of, of more winnable games. Brentford away, Bournemouth away, Shane the both away. Uh then, then it's Palace at home, Arsenal away, then West Ham. Then then now I'm into December, lads. This is how far I'm getting <laughs> along for, for, for a decent run of fixtures. Uh, then it's Sheffield United, then Wolves, then Brighton, then Everton at home, Fulham away, Liverpool on Boxing Day, and then Villa. So it's just there's no run of like you not know, like how we've just had a run of tough fixtures. There's yeah. no run of easy games. A couple of not easy but easier games, and then it's Arsenal. Yeah. So it, it's we've just got to get used to it, and we've just got to start winning games. And I've left that comment on screen far too long because I was looking <laughs> at fixtures. So apologies, uh, Neil, if covering off your face. Um, but we we, we do best. need to start winning games. <laughs> we do we do need to start. We need we just need to get the problem sorted. Of. Simple. It sounds simple, and it's not simple. But we just need to get. Play the problem Jolly sort of. Taylor. Play the left issue, left, the, left, issue,
1: left the issue that we have with those fixtures though is we get to October time, November time, and we could be not so far adrift, but like you've got confidence rock bottom. You're yeah, getting yeah. beat week in, week out against good teams, and you can't find a solution because you can't really gauge where you're at when you play the best teams. Like we've we've done this for years, we've been over this under the Dyche era and, and years before that when you play big clubs you're you you you're not ever going into games expecting to win mm. but you still want a better performance. If we're still not winning games and not getting good performances that's when I think you'll start to see a shift change in a, in a large majority of the fan base going towards a kind of it can click later on down the line and we can play the Wolves, the Palaces and stuff like that but we've given ourselves a mountain to climb with first 10, 11 games. We've got three, six points, seven points, maybe like, and and, and that's, that's tough going. The only disclaimer that I would say is we are three games in. Like we are having this whole discussion. We are three games in. We could do a madness and beat Forest Chelsea and Man United back to back. We don't know. Like that could all, that could all happen. So three games in, I'm not like dramatically worried about where we'll finish. It's, We've come on a podcast to talk about an individual game and individual performance, and this individual yeah. performance was Dross. Like between
4: yeah. us and fifteenth, well, between us and fourteenth, is still only three points. Like it's, yeah. again, it's so early. Does like one win can just change the mm. whole outlook on everything. And we have the game in hand, and we have the yeah. game in hand, like we just which is against
2: that, Luton, which is a, yeah,
4: which is which against no
2: disrespect to Luton. Luton, no. Um, we just need that one
4: that... win, and it yeah, everything just get shaken off the outcome. Yeah, how much different
2: on? would it have looked, like I said then, if yeah. we'd have played the four games but got three points against Luton? Would have been fine? Yeah, fine, we've lost yeah. against these three good sides, but we've beaten a, a team around us. That's what I mean. It's difficult to gauge where we're at at the minute. Yeah. So, yeah, as Sam just said. Yeah.
3: That's why it's the performances, mate. It's the performances, yeah. not the results that I'm concerned no, with. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. I agree.
2: It's it's not even necessary. It's, it's the defensive performance for me because we have looked good going forward, uh, yeah. especially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in the last game but yeah we're going to start looking to wrap it up any, any, anything else you want to you want to jump in lads quickly jump in now and discuss it Sam March want to want to go on a rant again I don't know but we are going to start looking to wrap it up it is one hour 17 minutes it's, it's probably no. the longest one I've I've done well, for a while this well quickly we've not had a chance we'll talk about the
4: little um, cup game against Salford I think that's no oh, am yeah. a little bit yeah, excited about that
0: actually that'll be lovely one. might get a <laughs> yeah, win yeah it'd
4: be nice might get a win <laughs> might get a <laughs> nice win nice little nice ground to go to um Take that one off for a lot of fans won't yeah, it yeah I'm hoping so to get to us. it um, yeah planning on are they going to let
3: Alan Alan Pierce do the commentary though Because let Gary Neville comment on his team so let Alan Pace do it as well, <laughs> <laughs> well it would be good that wouldn't it the owners
2: commentating was... yeah, Pacey yeah. and Neville I, on there yeah that would be good but be like remember fan cam back in the day Neil that. will remember he would have I fans celebrating with the mates would the right
4: write it all so good get
2: owner cam on owner cam Neville and Don
4: Where's that chap gone that commented right at the beginning of the video? Anyways, he just dropped his grenade and scoffed. Yeah, the, he, he dropped his grenade. I, I, I um,
2: <laughs> confronted him and he backed down. He always backed down when Redmond comes Did, that, at him. Everyone that same chap does. actually commented
4: on every single video we uploaded this weekend and absolutely went in on Alan Pace and Vincent That So he's either really deluded and needs to probably not watch football What's... or he's a Rovers fan. So take your... It's Carly. Both, both it's, the same it, thing. It's <laughs> it's garlic <laughs>
2: what's the word and it's not racist but what is the word for somebody who doesn't God, like somebody that's where not a great way to start a sentence no it's not i thought <laughs> that when i said it but what's what's the word he's, can't he's, he's, uh, he's, he's just racist xenophobe.
4: that's all he is
3: is Zeno- he <laughs>
2: xenophobe yeah he's xenophobe that's Man, what yeah. it is he don't like it he doesn't like alan because he's not from burnley he's not a little yeah. englander that, it, i have just done a quick he's check made his money in vans and, and selling vans and on the market. Just as a disclaimer,
3: just as glasses. a disclaimer, a disclaimer I, I I never said anything about anybody being <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm saying it. I'm just saying as it. As that as guy as is one. one. I also
1: apologise for calling people weirdos as well. That is
2: that is peak Sam. And uh, the best thing about your rant today, Sam, was you did a. You started off on what You went not thinking, and you started. You went listen, and then you went <laughs> yes. yes. Love it when he says, "Listen." It's he like even says it. Guy. We've got a WhatsApp group. He even says it in the WhatsApp group. He's like, "Listen," and I'm like, "Yes, he's off.
1: He's It's a serious issue. Right, it gets
3: a listen. When we're talking, <laughs> when we're talking waffle, it just gets normal. When it, when it, the best thing, in, it gets a listen. The best thing about the group chat, listen though, is that it just listen on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Is then yeah. then the <laughs> 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 anyway. here, Vincent's
2: Vincent. Is in. here. We he
3: will, says win, the we will win the next game.
2: I believe yes. he's watching it in Barnfield in his office. Shout out, Vincent! You want to come? I'll on the just podcast, check. I'll look out window. Please do. <laughs> <Well>, Lights <sir, laughs> are yeah. on. Lights are light, on at Barnfield. There you go. Thank you for coming on the the channel, VK. Um, play Charlie Taylor. That. Yeah, play Charlie <laughs> Taylor at left back. Play, it's just it's a radical idea. Play a left back at left back. But yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you, lads, for coming on. Um, we do apologise that it was more of a, a therapy session than a full time show, but I did put that disclaimer on Twitter this morning that it would be more of a therapy session. I hope the therapy session has helped. Um, I felt a bit miserable for the first hour of that. I'm not going to lie. But then <laughs> later on, we've had a bit of a laugh and I enjoyed it. Basically calling someone a xenophobe made me smile. <laughs> and Giving someone abuse has made me smile. But uh, thank you, Nathan, for coming on. Thank you, Neil, for coming on. Thank you, Sam, for coming on. You can find everybody on Twitter in the usual places, at Nathan J. Rog. At Northeast Claret now it is. Yes and man. at Claret's Roundup for Sam. You can follow me at Joe Tom Red or just just follow me. In fact, just follow me on Turfcast. I'd rather you just follow the brand and help the brand of Turfcast grow. Um, because we are doing well. We've got sponsorships, we've got new podcast providers, all of that will come out soon. But thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. If you are listening, and if you have just joined, because there is still ninety-six people watching at this moment in time. If you have just joined and you want to go back and watch the bits that you miss as soon as I end this broadcast, it does stay on YouTube for you to watch at your leisure. Or if you'd rather think it's getting a bit late, it's 20 to 10, I'm not going to spend another hour and a half watching a YouTube video. You're mad, Joe. When you're driving to work tomorrow, download the podcast, the podcast will be there ready. But thank you everybody for watching. Thank you for listening if you're listening on the podcast. And we'll see you before the forest. Get... In fact, no, we'll. Pro- I'll ring Nathan tomorrow and we'll discuss something <laughs> we're going to do during the international. I'm not going to leave a two-week gap, actually. That's definitely not going to happen. But thank you everybody for watching, listening. I'll see you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, That's Stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.